Evidence Your Heart on Fire podcast, episode number 17. Passion, sacrifice, I think they go together in this case. Because if I didn't have that passion, I will not sacrifice as I sacrifice of things. And I will not fought the way that I fought for, for Kisomba and, and the, 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 the love and the connection and everything that I wanted to share that moment, make, trying to make people understand that Kisomba is something that you really need to, to experience, you know? And um, that passion made me break a lot of walls, personal walls and society walls. Welcome to the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, the podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Charles with the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast. And today is a very special podcast episode because we have the one and only Mr. Albert Rojas on the line with us today to interview us here for the listeners on the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast. And it's going to be really, really exciting because, I mean, if you're any part of the Kizoma world, you should know who Albert is. Albert has been one of the I guess founding fathers really pushing Kizoma out there worldwide for several years now. So it's been really an honor to interview him here for you guys. And without further ado, I'll let Albir say hello. Hello, people. <laughs> yeah, how are you? Well, how are you? You can answer, but <laughs> hope you are good. Hope. Thank you for keep Kizomba growing. Thank you for following Charles. And thank you for following me in some videos, but mainly Charles because he's doing, in my opinion, he's doing a great job. Plus, he been uh, he been with a lot of patience on me, like, <laughs> a lot of time. So finally, we are doing, uh, we are we are here talking. So it's perfect now. So it's really really nice to have this opportunity. And Charles, again, thank you for your patience. Thank you for all your words. Thank you for all this good energy you have been, you have given to me in all these years because been now a lot mm -hmm. of years. Mm -hmm. Thank you for all the comments you put on Facebook, wrote on Facebook, and uh -huh. you still posting on Facebook, and you know keep going with this Kisomba passion, love, and you know this this great feeling that move us. Definitely, definitely. No, I understand. I'm, I'm a pretty patient person overall. I mean, I travel. I don't travel as much as you, obviously, but I travel a little bit and I get how it can be crazy. And then with the jet lag and being in different countries and then 
it's it's crazy you know balancing the kizoma life and your personal life and all that kind of stuff but we're going to talk about that kind of stuff here with the podcast so before we get into kizomba i just wanted to let the people know a little bit more about you personally so um the questions that i have here is like okay where were you born do you have any brothers or sisters things like that okay i was born in panama some of you are from panama i live in spain but i I grew up in Panama. I was there till I moved here to Spain when I was 21. So my whole life till 21 was in there. Uh, brothers and sisters. I have my sister from mom and dad. And then I have in from my dad with another woman. I mm-hmm. have a stepbrother and stepsister. Mm-hmm. We have a good every every time people say, but you have a good relationship. Yeah, we have a good relationship, <laughs> and that's it. It's like that, and yeah, yeah. How often do you get to go and visit Panama? Ah, uh, it's complicated. <laughs> last, last time I went was last Christmas. Okay. But before that, I was two years without going. Now I went in Christmas, so. I have to wait again two or three more years to go back again. That's mm. the way I try to, to do it because I want and I like to spend some the Christmas also in here sometimes and summer because normally before some years ago, I used to, to go in summer, summer, Europe summer. Mm-hmm. But uh, in there is not. Uh, it's not summer, it's the raining season. Ah, in so, December. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 in August. Okay. August. So I like to enjoy also summer in here and Christmas in here. So it depends. I'm, I'm, I organize the, the trips depending on the year, what I have to do, where I have to travel, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. And two other personal questions I have here for you. What would you consider is your favorite food? And what would you consider your favorite color? My favorite food, I like to eat a lot. <laughs> uh, actually, I like every every kind of food, except, except guts. I don't like guts. Guts like? Guts like. Intestines. Intestines. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah, some people eat that from the pig and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. And I uh, well, actually like everything, but mainly seafood. Okay. I love with seafood. Like shrimp. <laughs> Shrimps, lobster. lobster. Okay. <laughs> kind of thing. Okay, awesome, awesome. And your favorite color? Favorite color? Uh, like, I have, uh, yeah, I have a lot. Well, not a lot, but some of them, but I think favorite is purple mm-hmm. and i like also white okay okay cool that's good to know maybe i'll use those colors for the for the podcast image yeah nice <laughs> all right so now that our audience knows a little bit more about you personally let's talk about your dance journey and i'm pretty sure that your dance journey did not start with kizomba so let's share with our listeners your first dance experience. How did you first get involved just to dance in general? When I when I was in high school, I was uh, 14. Mm-hmm. 14 uh, yeah, 14, almost 15. And uh, in Panama, we have like a big, it's not cultural, but like a tradition 
of in every high school you have like dance competitions mm. and they are really like serious you you really train <laughs> okay. you, look, you look for good instructors you you really you really are into those choreography because you want to win in your high school and you want to win to the other high schools mm. so do the winners of each high school then compete together to see who's going to be the best one Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, okay. We have like big inter, we call it in Spanish, competencias intercolegiales. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So competition between the colleges. Yes, that's it. But so, but the first time I was, there were some friends that they were, they were competing, but in this time they were doing a, like a show, just a show for the for the school, for the high school. Mm-hmm. And I was watching them because, but they, they were friends like two years above me. So they were older than me. And they were having this, this show and the dance, I remember the music was, it was a, com- a combination of traditional Congo music from my country mm-hmm. and like a fusion, in a really modern African fusion. So hold on, hold on. You said Congo, yeah, in, in Panama. Yeah, we dance. We have a Congo culture. Mm. Like, like Congo, Interesting. Congo Because Angola and Congo used to be the same entity. Yeah. Yes. But we have we, in Panama. We have a lot of cultures. Mm. We have a lot of Chinese, a lot of Indians, a lot of Spanish, a lot from the United States because of the Panama Canal. Also because of the Panama Canal, because of the construction, many slaves, they came to work for the hand labor from the United yeah, States sure. and the French people, you know, that they were running all the Panama construction. Mm-hmm. There were many slaves from Africa, from, yeah, from the West Indies. Mm-hmm. So from really long time ago, We, well, I grew up, uh, in my time, I grew up with, with compa music, with zook music, but I didn't know about that. I just, for me, it was normal to listen to that music, Calypso. Mm-hmm. Those music, for me, they were normal. So I you've been up. exposed to a lot of cultures already, just from the beginning, just because of the logistics of where you were in Panama. That's it, that's it. Okay. So, for example, I have in the... Panama, 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 the capital is a lot of culture, as, as I said before. But in the north, where people, they actually come, they're all the slaves, the, the, the hand working and everything. There are many people from the West Indies, mm-hmm. uh, Africa. So we have a big, big, big African black culture. Mm-hmm. In the But in the east and the west, we have like Indians, really, really Indians. You know, we have a big mix in Panama. Interessante. I didn't know it was that mixed, but I mean, yeah. thinking about the history and thinking about the Panama Canal and then all of the trade between all the different countries, of course, you're going to have people with that as well. Cool, yeah, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, so back to the, the dance yeah. competition. <laughs> yeah. So we were doing a show. Well, to make it a summary, mm-hmm. one of my friends uh, couldn't make it in that show, so they asked me. And I was like, no, but I don't ask. But one of my friends, she really know me. And she said, no, yeah, I know that you can dance. I saw you dancing before because she knew my mom and everything. So she she was like, you know, she was pushing me to do that. And I did. 
and was one of my one of the best feelings I had at that moment to participate in a in a choreography in a group choreography. Mm -hmm. So for me that was the f the first time, and I started. Well, actually no, the first time was Michael Jackson at at, at my at my house. At my, <laughs> you know, <laughs> everyone started like that. You know, Quenda Lima also did the same thing, imitating Michael Jackson when he was young. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I interviewed no, him no, on my no. podcast and he said that was his first dance experience. And it, it wasn't just like something for fun for him. It was like serious. Like he wanted to like learn his moves and he wanted to perform. I, well, my experience was not to perform, but actually I yeah, I started with Michael Jackson and my, everyone has like my number, uh, their number one mm -hmm. Michael Jackson song. Uh-huh. My my first my top one is Smooth Criminal. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that song made me crazy to yeah. dance all in my house. Like ah, you know, I want to to do the the, the you know the leaning, but mm. everyone for. Uh -huh. But yeah, first Michael Jackson at, at your house. But after that, you know, you you I I dance. I just dance at my home, but I dance as I was feeling. But then I had this experience with my with my friends, and then I started to participate in some. Well, after that, no, no, yes, no, no. Before that, mm -hmm. before that, and I'm sorry to be so annoying. No, it's okay. Before that, I start to dance in some kind of classroom competitions. When MC Hammer, Vanilla, <laughs> they came into, I was finishing college. I was starting high school. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but I, I really was, I was really bad. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that good in that, but I was really bad. But I felt that I need to dance, you know? And I was in competition, but everyone, every time I was like the loser. But I started like that. Then it comes uh, these competitions, and then I start to participate in 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 these like big competitions in high school. So we have like group of dancers in in the high school, and we we were going to train in some like really academies, you know, dance schools and train and everything. That's the way, but mainly hip hop. Uh -huh. dance, hip hop okay. and Latin dance, but Latin dances like merengue, salsa, you mm -hmm. know. Yes, for sure. Okay. That's, that's the way I started, yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So that's awesome. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people can kind of see your hip hop fluence in the way that you dance now. And we'll talk later on in the podcast about your fusion of Kizomba with other dance things and how you started that and things like that. But um, let's go ahead and tell the story of how you found Kizomba or how Kizomba found you. Um, I don't know. I think Kis Kizomba found me. Yeah. yeah because I was, uh, when I uh, was in Panama, when I was 21 that I left Panama, I was studying, working and dancing. I was, I was just dancing. At that moment, I after the high school and everything, I was lucky to have the opportunity to participate in musicals and TV programs. As in, a dancer, 
Yes, as a, as a professional in Panama. But no, not just hip-hop. I started training uh, because I was in hip-hop, you know, with my friends, then like in a crew, then on the streets, then in a school, then in another school. Then. So I, I was saying that I start doing the competition in high school. Then mm-hmm. I start working in some uh, musicals. Then I so you were a full-time dancer? In, like that yeah, was your job? Started. And study. Ah, while you're studying. Okay, okay. Because, you know, in Panama, dancing was not a official job, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Entre comillas. So, my family, they were like, no, you need to have a normal <laughs> job. Mm-hmm. So, I tried to work in an office because when I graduated from high school, uh, my... How you say titulo? My degree was uh-huh. uh, accountant. Accounting. Accounting. So if yeah. you weren't doing dancing now, you will be an accountant. I think yeah. I'll be Rojas CPA. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. So I was working in office, and I, I like the the mathematics, accounting, mathematics, mm. not, not not the other ones. But I hate to to be in an office for eight hours. That was my. <laughs> So when I discovered that I was not into that, I was dancing, working, and studying, and it was it was too much. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I need to stop something. So when I decided to stop working, well, my family was like, no, you cannot do that, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. I said, I want to continue studying because I, in that time I was also interested in marketing. I studied marketing, I studied production, I did all of that. But I stopped working in office. So everyone was like, no, 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 that's not good. So I started working in, uh, in dance. And actually I started working in musicals, I was saying, as I was saying before, musicals, TV, uh, you know, a, a lot of festivals in mm-hmm. there, jazz festivals. I took classes for two years of ballet, you know, to have technique mm-hmm. of jazz contemporary because in Panama, uh, if you dance, if uh, if you as a boy you dance, is like the same as being gay, you know. <laughs> so uh, that was another problem with my family. Mm, maybe, yeah, you know? but I was like, uh, if you if I'm gay, you have to love me the same. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but mm, no, and it's true that that in in, in I move in in an 80% of, of, of homosexual environment. Mm. But I was not, I was, but, but I really like the, the mentality of them, you know, the way they, they live, the, the, you know, the way they express themselves with no barriers, you know? So that's why I was comfortable in that environment, really comfortable. So I, they actually were the ones who said, no, Abir, you need to take technical classes mm-hmm. so I took ballet and everything after that then I start like really moving into the dance scene in Panama mm-hmm. in, in really professional so I start winning money earning money and then my family is like oh yeah you are doing yeah you are done you are dancing you are good and actually you can have your own money from that I was like yeah I told you I want to dance so when I went to to I came to Spain. I actually was dancing, and I start to learn really the ballroom and the Latin dance, salsa, chata, everything. So you so, moved away from Panama to Spain to pursue your dancing. 
No, to study, to continue. Ah, uh, okay, to continue studying accounting. No, 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 no. I studied Panama marketing and TV production, and uh, I came okay. to study filmmaking. Mm, okay, so that's what well, that's what got you to move from Panama to Spain to study yeah. more. Okay, yeah, that's it. But then the first year I was studying, uh, I didn't dance. But the second year I started in one school. And then so on. I started in one school, two school, three school, teaching hip hop. But meanwhile, I was teaching some teachers, they need, they need guys for mm-hmm. the classes. So I started staying in the salsa and the ballroom, you know, all these classes. So I started to learn. Then I became what they call taxi dancers right now in uh, ballroom. Okay. Salsa. So I started learning. Then I started teaching salsa and ballroom. I had one class of Latin dances classes on Fridays, I remember. And I was teaching, you know, salsa, bachata, chacha, merengue, etc., etc. And I had one student, he was from Lisbon, but the background origins from Africa, you know? Mm, and he told me, yeah? Mm-hmm. And he told me, he asked me, you don't teach Kisomba in here? And I was like, uh, Kisomba, what's that? I don't know what's Kisomba. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, next class, so next Friday, I will bring you music. And he brought me the music, he played the music, and mm-hmm. I just in love. What was the music? What was the song? I like it. Ding, 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 ding. I like it. Ding. Uh, <laughs> uh, is that Kaisha? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. okay. That's that's going to be your intro song for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we can dance this. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I asked one other student, and actually she, she was my friend, and she was like, yeah, I know how to dance this song. And she started to teach me the basics. And I learned the basics because, yeah. But she said, yeah, you know to do the steps, but you don't have the flow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, so how can I get the flow? And she said, when you get it, you will feel it. And you will know that you, de- and it's true. Years, one or two years after, mm-hmm. uh, three years after, because it was long for me when I started. I was like, now I get it. Now I really get it. And yeah, that's the way I started with Kisum. Because of one student, actually, I didn't see him anymore. And I still, if I see him, I just want to say thank you. Yeah, because if he have, have, have you said that in English? If he have, didn't introduce you or didn't yeah, tell you. About Kisomba, maybe I will be still dancing bachata or mm-hmm. more. I don't know. So I, you were already an instructor of salsa and bachata and Latin dances even before you were a teacher for Kisomba. Yes. Yeah. Did you teach hip hop as well before? Yes, I was teaching also uh, hip hop. So I hip hop in Spain, yeah. Uh, so it was just part of what you were doing to yes. earn more money in dance was also becoming an instructor outside of like doing performances and, and musicals and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Was there anything in particular that like got you to want to start teaching? Was it just a normal thing or did you prefer was, teaching over performing? I like, uh, I was more used to perform and I, one last year I was in Panama, I started teaching just last year. So I came in here like, but mainly because in here I started because I need that money mm-hmm. work. And the, the only like really good thing that I can, 
I could do in here was dancing because I was studying and mm-hmm. I was just with with with, with study papers to be in Spain. So I cannot work, I couldn't work like in an official job. So I was like studying, but I need I needed to earn a little money to to be in here because it was complicated the first years. So mainly because of that, but then I started learning how to really teach. It was experience. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about the the pressures that you had to overcome to continue dancing because you said you had pressure from your family, you had pressure from society of being too feminine, being too gay and things like that. And I'm pretty sure like sometimes it makes you question like, should I dance or should I just conform to society and just do my accounting degree and and make everybody else happy, but I'm not really happy, you know? So how was that experience for you? And was there somebody that, I mean, that in particular that kind of motivated you to stay on the path of dance? Uh, I, I was clear. I, I wanted to dance. Mm, it was already. Huh? It was already clear that that was your decision. You're going to yeah. dance no matter what. Yeah, but the the thing that I was worried about is to make my family not proud. You know, mm. I was like, I want to dance, and I will really try to let them know that I really want this. Uh, can I and uh, that can, that can, I can do this in a really good way, so they will really understand that I really want to do this, and it's not just a game, you know. But in the in in that path, I have I had to do to took decisions, like for example, my dad he works in the in the in the Panama Canal actually in one in the locks, and in, to work in there is really hard. He found the way to put me in and work in there. Uh, okay. And meanwhile, I was working. I said, no, this is not my, my way, the way I want to live. And when I said that I'm, I was going to stop that job, wow, it was really sad. You know, but I was like, I really want to dance. And I think in, at that moment when I say I want to stop this job, he realized that I really wanted to dance. Like, really, really wanted to dance. Uh, but he was worried about, you know, the environment. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, a, a parent is going to want the best for their children, you know? Um, and it's hard for them to see, like, a dreams and to see your kid do something that's not necessarily... Um, normal, you know, quote unquote, normal, you know, I have a little bit of the same thing with my family and with my parents, um, because my dad, he has a business and he does like a, a freight forwarding. So he does like packaging materials and shipping to Nigeria. And I was working for him before that, you know, but there was a time where you just had to kind of like, okay, I don't want to do this. I want to do something else and I want to dance and it's not something that's normal, you know, but now that I've been doing it for a couple of years, it's like, okay, he's good it's it's more of an acceptance now you know because i mean at the end of the day you want your kids to be happy so yeah. i can relate to that yeah 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 it's exactly the same awesome 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 okay so you're performing you're teaching you found out about this kizomba dance um mm. then you fell in love with it you heard kaisha and things like that mm. um when did kizomba 
like take over your life? When did you decide to leave the Latin world and the other things that you were doing and focus only on Kizomba? Well, how did that uh, transition go? It was smooth. <laughs> it was smooth? Yeah, because I was, I didn't stop doing hip hop, the salsa, no, no, I was still teaching everything. I was, I keep go, I kept going with the salsa, bachata, barroom, everything, hip hop in, even, and samba. I was still dancing, like ta- taxi dancer in some discotheques and some, yeah. And uh, then I had a uh, dance school with one partner, but then we have a fight, so I stopped. But the, the, there was actually, then I knew Sara Lopez, and we start doing little things, bachata, and then we start with Kisomba. I thought, you want to do Kisomba and fuse it, because we already fused the bachata with the hip hop. Uh. So, yeah, so it was in, the first time we, we did uh, bachata fusion was in 2007 and people they I think they like it yeah because they were like oh were nice comments at that time with the fusion and everything so maybe uh, no then then I uh, I don't know if I can if I have to say this <laughs> then I was in a reality dance show really? <laughs> yeah in really. Spain? Yeah, you're in Spain. Okay. How did that go? Uh, for me, it was really good. Mm-hmm. A really nice opportunity. Because it was not just a reality show. You know, people like, oh, making stories inside the house. <laughs> Actually, I was inside the house and living in there. But it was, you were dancing, actually. There was like competition between the couples and, and group competitions. And yeah. It was, it was a nice experience. At that time, then I, the, the TV show, the It Finished, and I was, then I used that like, that moment to create the, the school with my partner. It was my ex-girlfriend, well, my girlfriend at that time, so we created the school and we started, you know, and it, this TV show helped to do this because, you know, it helped. But then when with Sara Lopez, I start uh, doing the choreographies, and we start with Wiki Somba, and actually we start fusioning, making fusion. Right from start, the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning. And uh, we participate in Africa Dansar, the mm-hmm. first. And from there, we were in, in, in Bachata and Kisomba. Participate into in a bachata competition, and we won. We were going to the finals, but at the same date of the finals, first uh, Tevin Price is the name of this this guy. He invited us to go to London to teach Kisomba competition. So uh, in that point, we, we had to take a decision: bachata or Kisomba, and we chose Kisomba. Because that was a big opportunity to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That wanted that and get started to get no. Mm-hmm. So we went to London, we teach. It was really bad because <laughs> bad for me. Mm-hmm. People, you know, they appreciate, but at uh, that time, uh, my, my English is not very good looking now, but at that time, <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I thought I was good in English, but no, I didn't know how to explain what problem. But, you know, they were really kind with us. 
Then after that, uh, we start receiving some calls from some festivals. And the one that called us was Batuk from London as well. And after we went to that festival and we did our workshops, shows, etc., etc., then one day we start to receive a lot of requests on Facebook. A request, request, request. The Facebook, Facebook went crazy. And I started like, what is happening? And she's like, I don't know. But she received the same. Well, she received more than me, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we were receiving a lot of, and then we found out that was because of this Now Me Toca video. Mm, the one where you were sitting on the ground. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. Okay. Yes, I know which so, one you're talking about. So that's for us when actually Kisomba was like, boom. Mm -hmm. And then there was no more bachata competitions. So we keep going on Kisomba. Mm -hmm. We keep, yeah. And that was at the Batuk, that video? Huh? Batuk what? The one, the video that you had with uh, Name Toka, was that? Yeah it was, yeah, it was a Batuk. Okay, okay. I'll be sure to share that video um, in the show notes of the podcast so that people can check it out if they haven't seen it already. But I, I know exactly what video that you're talking about. And I can understand why Sarah got more friend requests <laughs> than you did. Yeah. I don't have to explain. <laughs> yes. Okay, awesome. So before we get into your viewpoints on, on fusing dance and things like that, um, I just wanted to just now with your experience that you've had with Kizomba and teaching Kizomba and things like that, what three words would you use to describe Kizomba and why? First connection, mm -hmm. love, mm -hmm. it cannot be four. Yeah, it can be four. Passion mm -hmm. and sacrifice. Uh, okay, so why connection? Connection because uh, when I really started to the, the first, I knew Kisomba, this, this, this student that told me, then I went with my friend to learn, yes, the videos on YouTube. But the first time I experienced like Kisomba party, Kisomba like culture was in Lisbon because I went there to learn my Kisomba because when Kisomba in here in Spain, well, there was nothing. And when I started, there were three videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Barbosa and, and Tomás Keita. Tomás Keita, uh -huh. There were three videos on YouTube, those things. And uh, I, I went to Lisbon to learn and to see that people can actually dance for more than one hour with the same person. I was like, no, how can it be possible? It, it has to be boring. It has to be but when you had the experience to dance, just for 30 minutes, it was like, wow, you really have something. I was like, I don't know what. It's not bad. It's not, you know, this, this uh, because I'm Latin. And when you start to dance, it's like, oh, girls, yeah. yeah. But this was different. It was not, you know, it was like, thank you. You said, you, you, you said thank you to your partner, and that's it. You don't have to to go further than that. It was just that connection at that moment that makes you feel that, that, that you can feel the music like in one, just one person. And, and knowing and starting to know that there is, there was this kind of connection dancing. It was like, ah, amazing. And then the way you can 
starting then because Quenda actually he's my master mm-hmm. a lot of teachers but Quenda is my 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 wow mm-hmm. my my guru mm-hmm. and when he starts talking that it was more than the dance it was you know respect it was soul it was music it was energy more than that and you just not connected you just not in you are not in connection with that person but you as a teacher can connect to other people and touch other people you know with your knowledge and and your passion and everything it was you know a totally new experience it's not just hip-hop or not just salsa or not just it was different somehow in at that moment it's like this is something totally different that's what the connection then love because I love to dance in general. It's, but Kisomba makes me, makes, made me grow. It's the, that's the way? In a different level of teaching. Mm. And, and bring me more to that feeling of loving dance, you know? And the way I could express myself with one with one girl and with my students and you know the way I can share my love to the dance to them also Kisomba bring, brought me that to, to share my love to the dance in a different way you know and uh, yeah mainly that that makes sense that makes total sense and yeah. passion and sacrifice passion sacrifice I think they go together <laughs> in this case because if I didn't have that passion, I will not sacrifice as I sacrifice of things. And I will not fought the way that I fought for, for Kisomba and, and the, 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 the love and the connection and everything that I wanted to share. That moment, make, trying to make people understand that Kisomba is something that you really need to, to experience, you know? And um, that passion made me break a lot of walls, personal walls and society walls. Because, you know, when they, when they started, they was like, no, this dance is too close. They, it's just to, sorry to, to say this, but mm-hmm. just to have sex, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Dance one, three songs, and they just leave <laughs> and go to have sex. And I was like, no, it's not that. You know, it's, it's more than that. To make people, you know, one student, then that student talk to another student mm-hmm. and make like a network. Yeah, it's a ripple effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and to to say, okay, I, then I need to stop doing this because of Kisomba. Then I have to take this way because of Kisomba, you know, S- to, to sacrifice. But in general... I didn't feel because there was one point of my life that I have the decision. I was tired. I was not tired. I was, I was sad. I really, one moment of my life, I was really, really sad. And I was like, I'm going back to Panama. But Kisomba makes me still keep going, you know? Like, like every time I was like, uh, Kisomba was like, no, I'll be, let's go. I was like, no, I'm tired. And someone was like, no, I'll be. Cool. 
you know, at that, at that point, because also the, the people they were calling, they were, there were a lot of bad message on Facebook at that time. Also, they were really inspiring message. You know, people talking like about our teaching, our, our dancing. So sacrifice, the sacrifice of not being with your family, sacrifice of personal life. Because they were like, I was like working 7-7. not stopping. I was like, but I, I can't. But at that moment, it was like, I need to do this. So I will sacrifice what I need to, because I want to keep going. Then Kisoma takes me, took me, took me more and more and more and more. And was that like, yeah, when you know, well, you, you understand. When you, there are many hip hop music that you like. There are hip hop music that you don't like. But when you like this hip, in this case, Kisoma, you are like, God, I need to, to, to dance. <laughs> you know that. Yes. And for me, it was like that passion. I need to share that, that what I'm feeling with mm -hmm. the people. That, that passion of, uh, <laughs> you need to express. Yeah. That. So I think passion and sacrifice, they go hand to hand in this case. No, I mean, that's just your message is really, really inspiring to hear. And it's been a little over two years now since I've been dancing Kizomba full time. So I understand the sacrifice of not being at home and your personal life and things like that, you know, but it's like, it's almost like a, a personal mission, you know? And yes, you get, you get criticized and things like that, but I think it's, it's almost necessary to kind of really test to make sure that you really want to do what it is that you're doing, you know, but mm -hmm. even if you, you take those criticisms and you put them to the side, you learn from them, you know, that make you mm -hmm. a, a better person, a stronger person. And then you take the inspiring messages, you know, and it's like, this it, it kind of gives you the fuel to keep going when you hear those inspirational messages or how you're able to to touch somebody in a special way you know and i've been telling some people that i mean your job doesn't really define who you are you know if you're an accountant i mean it may it may it may define who you are if you're really passionate about accounting or whatever your job is but i'm pretty sure a lot of the listeners can relate to just having a job just for security or what have you but it doesn't really define their personal passion you know and it's inspiring for me to be able to inspire others to kind of, at least if it's not their full-time job, to like take more time to invest in their personal passion. So that way they're able to create those beautiful moments and those beautiful experiences that kind of you remember for a lifetime, you know? Yeah, that's totally, totally agree. Let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsors. Have you been looking to level up your Kizomba, but you don't have the local instructors to take you there? Are you looking for something concrete to practice with your Kizomba partner? Or are you looking for Kizomba lessons that you can take on your schedule and the comfort of your home? If you answered yes to any of these questions, look no further. LearnToKids.com is what you need. Progressive, step-by-step -step lessons that you can take at your pace in the comfort of your home or anywhere with a solid internet connection on your PC, Mac, or any smartphone. New videos are added every month. You can try this awesome resource out 30 days free at learntokids.com slash podcast. After the 30 days free, it's only a low $15 per month. But again, the special offer for the Dance Your Heart On Fire listeners, 30 days free at learntokids.com slash podcast. You won't find this offer anywhere else. learntokids.com slash podcast. And now back to our show. Awesome, brother. So 
Let's talk a little bit about fusion. Um, you said when you were partnering with Sarah Lopez at the beginning, like you were already fusing uh, bachata with hip hop, and then you started to do it with kizomba and hip hop. And in my opinion, looking at the way that we have the scene now, we have the more quote unquote traditional slash authentic, and then you have the more urban and neo side. In my opinion, and I'm pretty sure other people will agree as well. Like I feel like you opened up the door to what is now urban kids because I'm, I think you were the first one that were like trying to like do Kizomba with hip hop to more modern music. And I'm pretty sure the music coming out around that time was different as well. You know, you had uh, Ghetto Zook with Kaisha, Nelson Fritas, Se Cuatro Pedro, Atim, like all these guys were producing more music around that time as well to make it easier. To, to dance to so you had to dance in a different way that wasn't necessarily a traditional way um, but let's go ahead and talk a little bit about do you feel like it wasn't it was just something inside of you to like want to fuse hip hop with Kizomba or how did that process go mm, when I when I listen to the music to the Kizomba music you mm-hmm. know the ghetto soup for me was Mainly the ghetto soup because I start with ghetto soup, you know, with the traditional mm-hmm. one. Uh, for me, it was like, oh, this is more or less like R&B. <laughs> uh-huh. So if I can dance R&B, it's like in a different way, in couple, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yes. So I, I started like that. Not as many, there are many people, and I respect really that they start because it's their culture. Mm-hmm. Their culture is, they grew up with this music in the in their houses with the family in the backyard with the family parties mm-hmm. and everything and i'm like yeah i do the, i did the same but in my culture mm-hmm. with my merengue with my plena mm-hmm. with my you know with my so i had more or less the same but in my culture so when i started kisomba culture i started with the ghetto soup so for me it was like oh it's r&b so r&b i can mix mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learn i will learn the basics mm-hmm. And then I will mix with, with, with my style because because when I saw Quenda the first time, then I saw Se Barbosa and then I saw Tomas Keita, I'm like, they are totally different. And then when I went to Lisbon and I learned with also Quenda, with Se Barbosa, with mm-hmm. Pechu, mm-hmm. with uh, Elio Santos, and then I took also classes with Ricardo and Paula from Afro Action. I'm like, yeah, but they are different, completely. So then I can, but they do the same basics. They do the same, Saida Mujer, Saida Hombre, they do the same. So I learned the basics in the way, and then I start, I can start fusing, doing the fusion, so that's what I did. And that's why people maybe, they like it, you know? Because it was not just Dark Isoma, it was a little bit more because of that, plus, the songs, you know, I, I started to use the the, the strongest song. There's the songs that have more more R and B and mm-hmm. hip hop for me. You know, there were different sounds because I also at that time I started to uh, to listen to some traditional, but it was not. I have to be honest. At that moment, I was not into the the old school kisomba. You know, I was more motivated by the other style, the ghetto the modern ones. So that's why I started to mainly to fuse because of the music. The music brought me that. I need to do that for me, knowing the basics. Obviously. Yes, for sure. The basics are very important. 
and and that's yeah. kind of the same thing that I explain to my students. It's like it's you still respect the culture, you respect the the people that came before and things like that, but you have to be honest with the feeling that you have inside, you know? And that yeah. inspirational fire desire comes out when you hear the R&B sounding Kizomba, it's like, oh, I have to I have to go dance this, you know? And if you go if you bring that energy to your classes, to your dancing and things like that, people will fall in love with it or they'll be able to connect to that, you know? Versus if you're teaching something that you're not as passionate about, I'm pretty sure people will be able to pick up on that as well and it might not inspire people the same way, you know? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's useful. You, you, you need to express. If you, that, that's, that's, for example, one thing that when I was talking with uh, Sara Lopez when we did Africa Dansar, he said, we have two options. We have to go into, into the African style shows or we are going to do our stuff. And we decided to do our stuff, even though they are going, they were going to criticize. We don't, we knew it, and they criticize us a lot. But we have to say that we won the second place, so it was good for us winning the second place with that fusion and everything. Yeah. So looking back on all the times that you were criticized in the past, and being mm. where you are today. How do you feel? I'm pretty sure you might still get criticism today. How do you view the criticism and what advice would you give to people who, not just in Kizomba, but I'm pretty sure in other dances, sometimes people get criticized for doing something that's different. Um, how did, what helped you get over those criticisms and what advice would you give to people who also receive criticisms in their, in their dance or in their expression of art? The main advice, <laughs> that I have to make to the people is well two of them mm -hmm. first don't look to Facebook <laughs> <laughs> second if you look to Facebook don't answer those messages uh -huh. because I know and I feel the same when you see those messages you f you can feel in those messages the envy the hate mm -hmm. you know the, the, the bad energy and you want so much to answer to them. <laughs> you want so much. But, and people, I say, don't answer to those, those things. Keep doing your stuff. And, and it's true. If you, what, if you, if you answer to those messages, okay, you answer, and you think that you answer in a good way, no? You express all what you needed to say. But then you receive another message back. And then you answer again. And then you... It's, it's, it's like it's a black hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good to So I think the, the, the best answer that you, ha that you can give to those messages is your work and your passion and your love for what you are doing. Mm -hmm. You just express what you... Keep, keep doing what you, what you love. And that's what... what in this case, for example, Ellie, that is in here, she told me, don't pay attention to that. More, more people, organizers even, Albert, don't pay attention to those, to those things. You need to know who you are. You've been working now. Lately, you will, they told me, you've been working now in Kisoma for 10 years, and you are still here. You know how many people, and, and it's hard still to be here, 10 years, how many people they came in, they are out. 
many people they but also there are many people that we we start more or less at the same time and we we are still in here you know and it's hard to to keep going at, at this position but it's hard it's hard and it's sad to read those messages even even not just from the people you you know the students they they are free to decide they are free to express as well so now you know they have their favorite teachers favorite dancers mm-hmm. favorite types sad. of music yeah yeah it's like that but it's sad when you read these these messages from from teachers that you're supposed to work in the same same direction we are we are we suppose that we have to be together for the same purpose but now i know that the purpose of some of most of them i'm sorry most of them is not kisoma i'm sorry but it's not 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 kisoma but it's not that love that not that passion is to don't be outside of this world to keep going or oh, you know i don't want to lose students i need to earn money i know you know that is the the i want to be the first i'm the best one that's the 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 the, the feeling that's most of them they have mm-hmm. and for me it's not good because lately i receive uh these these messages and i thought that i had some entre comillas I use entre comillas in uh, between friends or yeah supposed yeah, yeah between yeah that mm-hmm. that oh they were going to support me and they don't they didn't mm. so you I I I found out myself not alone because there were some of few of them that they called me even like uh, really don't pay attention to this keep going you know but, but a lot of them they were like really you you know you i was mad and sad to to understand that there are false people you know mm. false people that they they just want for example organizers they just use your name because they want to get people into your festivals and but yeah I will keep doing the same as doing from the start, not to pay attention and still do what I love. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it sounds simple, but it's not easy to do. You know, it, I feel it takes practice. It takes um, you have to have a support system, I feel, you know, yeah. and yeah. you have to be able to fall back on that support system. And then over time, you can definitely find out who your true supporters are and who your true friends are because it's funny hearing you say that because I'm going through the same I've gone through the same thing where I've had friends before Kizomba and after Kizomba like those friends like they just kind of disappear you know but other people show up that really support you and they're there to push you when you're down and say don't stop keep going and you would think that those people that are supporting you would have been the ones that you had before Kizomba, you know, or the people that will support your work, but it's it's not, you know? And I think it's important because, like, I feel it, it's not even just with us in Kizomba, but just outside of Kizomba, if you talk to any successful person, that it's going to be the same story. Critics, 
It's going to be people talking bad. It's going to be ignoring what they say. It's going to be fighting for what you love, fighting for your dreams. And it's just that passion. And I think it's just something everybody has to go through to get yeah. to the top because not everybody can go through that, you know? Yeah. And there, there are two things that, that also I've been, I've been saying lately mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm, I'm, I, not lucky or less lucky or without luck, I don't know. I grew up in my culture. Now I'm into a different culture with Kisomba. I respect this culture. I appreciate what this culture have given, given to me and I keep going with that. Uh, because, you know, the different styles, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but every, sorry, everyone is, is free to decide. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Now I've been... I, I I wish that I I will have someone one maybe that can sit with me you know the the ones who are calling this, themselves the pioneers pioneers actually pioneers pioneers the masters and everything talk to me and 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 be you know give me give me that good energy don't don't slap my face with 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 those sad words and bad energy no for because for i'm i come from panama okay my my social dance one of my social dance in panama of the traditional culture mm -hmm. is called pinding mm -hmm. you know i haven't heard of that Okay, you you will find that now. Okay. It's, a, it's it's a kind of cumbia, but mm -hmm. it's nice. Well, I like. It. For sure, there are many people I would see. I they would say ah, that's that. I don't like that. But, <laughs> you know, but that's my culture, mm -hmm. and I I dance like that. Mm? I'm Latin. I'm Panamanian. I came. From, I come from that culture. I love my culture, my Latin culture, and I I'm proud of being Panamanian. But uh, and and if someone. For example, one teacher from one, uh, maybe I'm going to try to be random, maybe one Angolan teacher. <laughs> he goes to Panama and he's teaching, he knows this Angolan teaching, he knows how to dance salsa, bachata, kizomba, semba, afro house. But then he, he goes to Panama and he learned, he, he, he discovered this pending social dance, you know? And he's like, oh, I love this dance. So he learned the dance and he take my, the pending dance into Africa, Europe, wherever he's working. And he's had to teach. And because of YouTube and Facebook, I see and I realize that this Angolan teacher is teaching pending in some school. He posts one video on YouTube and he's not good dancing pending. I'm not going to destroy him. I'm not going to say that what he's doing is bad. I'm not going to say that he's doing beep shit. I'm not going to say that he's garbage or trash. What is. I'm not going to, no, I'm going to try to help him to improve his spinning dance and be grateful because he got interested in my culture and bringing that dance to another part of the world. You know, instead of doing what they are doing. That's, that's the sad thing. If, you know, I will be grateful instead of that. I will say, okay, you're not doing it in a good way. Can I try, can I help you? Can I try to do this? Can I, you know, can, can I let you 
know about my culture, my I will I will try to do that, not what they actually they do. Because they even step one Angolan teacher steps on another Angolan teacher. And that's sad because then the people that come that that comes from other culture like me, you're like, I want to learn about your culture, but if you are fighting between you, why I'm not going to fight? You know, you are teaching me to fight into this Kisomba, amazing for me, loving world. You are teaching me to fight. You are teaching me to have this envy. You are teaching me to have this bad energy. No, teach me the good stuff. You know, that's what I think uh, we missed already. Yeah, I, I hear you. Definitely. Very good thoughts. Very good thoughts. I like, I like your mindset of, of being gratitude, having gratitude, you know, over yeah. being envious or trying to be negative about it, you know, but it just, it depends on the type of person overall, you know, like if you are a grateful, more open-minded person, then you'll see that. And then if you're more in your mindset and just closed off, then you might have more negative emotions, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So two yeah. topics to, to kind of finish the, the podcast here on an interest, interesting note. Uh, the first topic is going to be uh, your thoughts on urban kids. And then we'll talk a little bit about uh, partnerships, your partnerships in Kizomba and how that experience has been for you. But uh, first, let's talk about urban kids. Like I said before in the podcast, I think you opened the door to what is urban kids now, just fusing it with hip hop and stuff like that. And now urban kids, they're fusing it with Zook and they're fusing it with Tango and they're fusing it with hip hop and all this kind of stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on Urban Kids? Do you feel that you are an Urban Kids dancer? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, I respect what they are doing mm -hmm. because it's what they feel. Mm -hmm. I know that I, I not, I, I started with trying to do this fusion because I felt it mm -hmm. to do, you know? And maybe these Urban Keys teachers, they they had that vibe for me on doing also their stuff. Like, okay, we don't have to look just in one direction. We can open a little bit, you know, that vision and, and try to do. Maybe I, I was some kind of, oh, yeah, if he do it, I can do it. maybe. Yeah, I don't know if I open the door or no. But for me, in this case, it's good to look in, in, an, in, a, in, a, in a more open vision, you know? Yeah, obviously, having respect. Obviously, obviously, teaching in a good way because to respect the students obviously what you are teaching but now there are many styles like for for example now now saying just urban kids for example and, and traditional uh, for me in my vision of teacher you as a teacher you like it or not you need to teach traditional you need to teach urban kids because when your students they go to a festival and maybe the festival is more urban kids or maybe the festival is more. Imagine that I just teach urban kids. When they start, when they go to a traditional festival, more traditional festival, and it's like, ah, oh, I don't know how to dance. And if they, in the opposite side, it's the same. So now it's like, I, 
I need to teach a little bit of everything, of every style. So, so they can feel that. But then I will teach you my technique, my methodology, my way of feeling that. Mm-hmm. But as a good teacher, I think you, you need let to them know of everything that's out yeah, there. You, yeah, yeah, yes, that's it. And because they, that's one thing that I, the teachers is understand. The students, they are free. They are going to take, yes, you like it or not, they are going to take your decision, their decision. If they want to leave you, they are going to leave you. <laughs> you cannot keep the students forever. So you need to, you cannot close the, you know, the, 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 the vision, their vision. You need to open to make them decide. If they decide to stay with you, wow, great. If they decide to go to another teacher, you will feel sad, yes. But it's the decision. They are free as you are free to take your decisions and to choose whatever you want, you know? But yeah, going back, um, I think I don't dance urban kiss. I do my, what I feel. Mm -hmm. And what I feel, I think it's a mix of everything. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. And now it's like, I guess some people are using urban kids as an umbrella term to say, okay, he doesn't dance in the traditional way. So he's dancing more like the urban kids guys, you know, but yeah. I mean, as a, as a dancer, as a teacher, if you say, okay, well, I, I, don't, I don't dance Urban Kids. I never said that I dance Urban Kids. But if your way to view Urban Kids is just a non-traditional way, then it makes sense, you know? But even yeah. now, we have so many different styles to dance Kizomba in a non-traditional way, you know? So it really does cater down to style. And then you also have a lot of different traditional ways yes. to dance Kizomba, that, you know? That's so the thing, because there's, for me, there's the traditional... The, 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 the teachers and dancers that are the more traditional vibe into their bodies, they dance completely different from, from each other. And the uh, urban keys, also, they are the same. They are some, create, some you know, fundadores, fund, fundators, the founders of uh, urban keys, but they dance totally different. They are not the same. And for example, the first time, and I know that that he went to your festival and you did a podcast with him, Laurent. Wow. Wow. This couple, for me, they are amazing. The first time I saw, and, and, and I sometimes, sometimes I like to receive these laps from life a lot of times. <laughs> when, yeah, yeah. When, when, when you're like, uh, um, I, you think that you are right, and then life is like, <laughs> <laughs> stupid you know uh-huh. and then when when i saw them first time i was like i like the style but i think it's too much uh, and, I, and i talk and I actually we, we had that really nice conversation and he will tell you when we, the first time we went to malaysia and I, we talk about this and i was like yeah i didn't like not didn't like for me it was too much fusion but i remember that then i saw them in geneva in one festival and i was like God, but they know how to dance Zouk. God, they dance Semba. Oh, but they know how to do Tarachina. Oh, God, they are amazing in Afro House. I was like, chupas! <laughs> <laughs> On my face, you know? Uh-huh. Because it was not what they were doing, actually what they were feeling. Mm-hmm. That's what this is about, you know? And they show me that they can dance the, old, the, the basic, the traditional, the everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it. If you, you do what you feel, but you respect 
you have your basics. You you learn about the culture. You know, you learn about the history. And if all they get together and, and tell the history in a better way, it would be even better for the new people like us. You know, that came into culture. But you can do what you feel if you have this respect and these, you know, these these values as as uh, Laurent and Adeline. You know. The job, the, the, what they are doing for me is amazing. It's really nice. Yes, and I saw the video that you guys did together where you switch, switch partners. Oh, yeah. Sarah. I think yeah. that was at, um, which festival was that? It was in Rome. Yes, Rome. Rome. Uh-huh. Nice. I'll put that video in the, in the show notes for the people as well if they haven't seen it. Awesome, awesome, Albir. So um, our last meaty topic here is going to be Kizomba Partnerships. Uh, I'm pretty sure the people who have been following you for a long time um, know that you were partners with Sarah Lopez and then your partners with Carola and now your partners with Sarah Panero. So I'm pretty sure I mean, I know it's not easy to to keep the, the dance partnerships and sometimes you grow in, in different ways and things like that. So. Um, sometimes people like the fans look at it it's like oh no why did they break up they were my favorite and things like that but they don't know like the, the backstory behind it you know so um, I just wanted to give you a few minutes to kind of talk about your experiences through through that from the beginning to, to where you are now so yeah when I started with Sara Lopez was good was really good but as you said there was uh, what at one point that we start to want different things. That's what uh, it came. We have some uh, issues, you know, you know, some normal couples, then you know, some uh, discussions, uh, some then we talk, we solve, and no, yes, and at the end it's like okay. We, now it's time to split. You want some things, I want some different things. It's like that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. No no, no big deal, you know. People are like, no, because you were a couple of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah. And, yeah, that's life. And people need to accept that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then with Carola also was, a, but with Sarah, obviously, it was, ama- it was, it was amazing. It was good when mm-hmm. we started. What we did for Kisomba. Yeah, you, you two were kind of iconic for Kizomba when you guys, especially with the with the performance that you guys did in the spacesuit. I think that was like people's <laughs> most favorite uh, performance of you guys, and I'll put that one in the show notes too for you guys well, to see yeah, that as actually, well. But actually, people they don't they 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 they, they don't tell me that, that was the best one. They mm. they like a lot the one in was I do the Steve Urkel. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, I'll put both of those in there. I know which one you're talking. I, about. I saw you guys do that one in San Francisco when I saw yeah. you at Gaki Zomba. So yeah, that was cool. So what were we going to say about uh, Carola? Uh, Carola, you know, it was also a really nice experience. It was just one year and a half. But it was really good. She's, she's so professional, so, you know, so good with people. But also, if, if it was a different thing. You know, life sometimes calls you in a personal aspect. <laughs> And you take decisions, and she took the, the decision, and I respected that decision. And that, you know, she said, I cannot work like this anymore. And I say, okay, so that's it. I would say, 
you I have to respect that even though I didn't want it. Uh, I told her, yeah, I don't want to stop with you. I want to keep. But she said, yeah, but I have, you know, life is calling me in other way. You know, the type of story. So I was like, okay, okay good. Uh, but it was really good. And then now with, with Sarah Panero also, she's really good. She's professional. She can dance almost everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work in a, good, in a good way. But also, life in this case, <laughs> uh, I'm old and she's young. That's the that's summary. You know? And she's in, in that, you know, that bubbling of, ah, I want to dance. as when I started. But she's 23 now, I'm 36, so it's a big difference. So, yeah, we will see what happened. But every, everything, I think, if, if we will continue, we'll continue, good. If we stop, it will stop, good. It's just about decisions. Yeah. Because now, as I've been saying in a lot of festivals, videos, I want to set my life now. Mm-hmm. I want to be more calm, I want to relax even though it's not happening that much because uh, many festival and stuff to do. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm starting some new projects because I want to be more at home. Mm-hmm. I want to travel, yes, but not as much as I'm traveling right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Sarah, maybe in the future will continue also because she's still young. She's, she has a lot to learn. She needs, uh, she has a, a lot to live. Uh, life has to hit her a lot of also mm-hmm. to have this experience to to grow up a lot, you know, like a dancer mm-hmm. as a person. Uh, but yeah, it's like that. We will see what happens. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. I appreciate you sharing that part because um, I know it's it's complicated. It's it's not so simple sometimes, you know. So you mentioned some new projects and wanting to settle down more. And and especially we can all understand that after 10 years of living the lifestyle of traveling and not being at home in this country this week and then the next country that week and things like that um, is going to be awesome. Um, We're also really excited to have you here at the at the Neo Kizoma Festival next year. Um, It would be awesome to bring you there for a Kizoma Festival as well. Really nice to be there next Mm -hmm. year. So, um, would you like to share with our listeners some of the projects, or are they still top secret? Or no, they are still now. Actually, they started to run last week. We are making. Uh, we have a new page called randomroots.com, and in there we are going to have uh, teams, choreography groups, teams. Uh, streaming videos in the future, merchandising, you know, a lot of things. We are starting right now with the teams, selling the teams, and uh, actually there is a good answer, a good response from the people, actually, in so little time. So we are happy because of that. Also, we, we, we had to take, to, to, to take some decisions, uh, yeah, we have. We we need to keep forward now in this project. We we started with the uh, with actually with Lohan Edelin, mm-hmm. Anelli, mm-hmm. Sarah and myself. We start with this project in a group. We start dancing. We did a choreography in feeling in the festival in Madrid, and uh, after that we need to promote in a different sense because you know people they like choreographies and everything, but we need to move. 
you know, the the page and the system and everything a different way before starting to to do now the different choreographies in group in a different way. So we start first with the teams and also the score can you did from Bachata they are participating. So also they are really good. Uh, but we still have the in mind now actually the the, the group, you know, to to work in our choreographies and also in that in that level in and this project, I also have uh, my classes still in Madrid. I want to keep going with that option. I never stop since I came in here and I started. I never stopped doing classes and still want to do that. And also my personal life. I have my girlfriend right now and we see what happened also because at some point, you know, she's a dancer also as mm-hmm. well. Uh, so we will see what happened. We are doing some classes also together and everything. So life life is is smart and she knows how to move. So we have just to keep the flow. Sometimes we need to change to say life, hey, don't go that fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so we will see what what happened with all the people. But we are starting to to change. And also, Ellie is helping me to do to, to, to this. So I have a, a good support for, for this change. That's awesome. That's awesome. I can't wait to meet her. Um, so, Albir, I really appreciate all your time thus far. Um, the answers, the openness. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be really, really, really excited to, to hear this interview. And they're going to love you even more after they hear the interview. Um, so at this time... Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to just give you the the microphone just to kind of give any last message that you want to give to the people in dance, in Kizomba in general, whatever you feel you feel like saying. Well, uh, as I have on my body written, live your dreams and try to be as happy as you can. Don't let people tell you what you need and what you have to do. You need to do what what you feel in your heart and in your body to to do. You know, you have to to keep that soul fresh to really express what you have in it. Because if if one day you regret, I think you need to regret about what you did, not what you have not done mm-hmm. the way to say yeah. it yeah. it's because good to regret the things that you did versus the things that you didn't do yeah that's it that's it for me you have if you feel something just do it obviously you need to have respect you need to to give everything with with love and that passion but follow what is in your soul in your body in your heart you know sometimes you will have to 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 take hard decisions Really hard, really, really hard. And sometimes when you start doing that, those decisions, maybe you're going to feel that, oh God, I think I took the wrong decision. But if you feel a little bit, just a little bit like, no, maybe not, that maybe not, maybe it's going to be the, oh God, thank you, I did this. So just keep going on what you feel, really. Because it works, it worked for me. It was hard. It's still hard, but I'm happy. 
if you were you would choose to do it all over again if you got a chance to do it all over again uh yeah i will i think i will i will, I will take some things out <laughs> but yeah but i will do it again yes i will do it again yeah i'm still doing the decisions that i took before for example my family mm-hmm. they're still far away but i'm sitting here and that's it that's it yeah i, I will see i will i will do it again yeah. that's awesome yeah. Well, thank you so much for the inspiration, Albert. You've inspired me, and I'm pretty sure you've inspired a lot of other people as well to continue to dance Kizomba and to dance what you feel and follow your your heart, you know? And it doesn't have to necessarily be what other people do, you know, but it has to make you happy at the end of the day, you know? So for our listeners who want to follow you or find out more about you, um, how can they reach you? Where should they reach out to you? You mentioned your website. Go ahead and, and let the people know. Yeah, for the website of the things, now the webpage is randomroots.com. You can follow and find the, you, know, you can see, you can scroll up, you can scroll down, you can click, you can, you, you just look and try to see what is in there. About the things and the streaming and everything. Then for the bookings, for now is bookingalbirsara at gmail.com. And for the web, well, the web page is on his Facebook, is Albi Rojas Uno, mainly. Those is my, like, my personal one. So Albi Rojas Uno is mainly for my job, my work, and everything. Okay. I'll be sure to put those links on there for the people to follow you and check out the website. I'll check out the website as well and see what's going on. So once again, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for making those tough decisions so because it's definitely inspiration for us here who are kind of not really following your footsteps but for people who took inspiration from you and then with that inspiration you gave to them they're able to inspire other people you know that's it a network a kisomba network yes definitely all right brother have a good night you too bro thank you thank you eh? thank you thank you for checking out the dance your heart on fire podcast today be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today, as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your Kizomba journey. Yeah.